Hey everybody, welcome to Best Show Bests, the best of the best show. And you can find out more about The Best Show over at thebestshow.net. It airs live every Tuesday night from 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time. And if you're new to the program, this show, are uh, these are little bite-sized bits and greatest hits type samples of what we do every week. So if you like this, maybe you check out the full show. And if you want to support The Best Show, we have a Patreon set up over at patreon.com slash thebestshow. That is how you support the program. It is listener-sponsored now, and you give what you can, and we appreciate it. And there are prizes and benefits at all different levels of giving. So again, go to patreon.com slash thebestshow and support the show. And now please, without further ado, check out this episode of Best Show Best. I'm going to go back to the phones, see uh, what's uh, as a big star and Marvin Gaye said, let's see what's going on. <clears throat> Best Show. Hey, Tom, what's happening? It's Rick in South Newbridge. What's going on? Oh, hey, Rick. What's up tonight in South Newbridge? Loving the show, having fun. Um, you know, I, I haven't had a chance to listen to last week's show, but I, I'm very excited. I'm, I'm a huge um, Supertramp fan. Mm-hmm. So uh, I can't wait to hear your interview with Mr. Hodgson. Uh-huh. Okay, I think I can... It was actually John Hodgman, the uh, the the author-comedian John Hodgman, not, uh, not Roger Hodgson from Supertramp. Yeah, it wasn't... Who was it? It was John Hodgman. The fertility doctor from Baby Mama? Um, I believe he did play a fertility doctor in Baby Mama, yeah. Huh. Yeah, so he, yeah. uh, but he was here, and that was, it was a fun show. You should check it out. Well, I'm not so interested now. Well, oh, okay. I'm sorry, you're a big Super Tramp fan? Love them, yeah, yeah. And they didn't get good until that song, uh, It's Raining Again. It's kind of late in the day. You really, so you're not a fan of the, the earlier stuff? Nah, too punk, too loud. Too loud. All right, I don't know if people would say it was punk. So the album with the piano up on the, up on the, the snow-covered piano, that's like a, for you, that's like a punk album? Oof, that's like, that's like, I, I, you know, my version of the Stooges or something. Yeah, it's too, it's too much. Just too intense. Shrill, just, yeah, it's like Buzzsaw. I don't like it. Yeah. The don't al- want it. The album cover, the album with the snow-covered piano. Ooh, yeah, I don't like the cold either. Okay. Not a fan. Well, you know, teach his own, Rick. Right? Uh, yeah, I guess so, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I know you joke about this. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, Rex Tillerson, right? What's that? Rex Tillerson, you know, the, the head of Exxon, and he's going he's to be, I guess he's going to be the Secretary of State. Uh-huh. I know you joke about this thing, but I'm 90% certain that Elvis Presley played a character named Rex Tillerson in that 1968 film Catnip that he did with Margot uh, Thomas. Marlo Thomas, that girl. Yeah. Rex, hold on. Rex Tillerson. That was his character, yeah. IMDb it. So so Elvis Presley actually was So that's just the ultimate coincidence. It is, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. 
Wow. Because it, it is like the ultimate Elvis Presley movie-sounding name. Yeah. Rex Tillerson. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll, look, I'll, t- I'll take your word for it. I'm okay. not going to IMDb it. Hey, you seen uh, Collateral Beauty yet? Not yet. Ooh. Yeah. You saw it? Yeah, I, I did. I, I don't want to ruin it for anyone, though, but uh, I, I do, I do uh, posit this question. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a, a film where the title of the movie, that's not a character's name, has been uttered six times in two minutes? So in that movie, they say the phrase, collateral beauty. They do, yes. H- how? I don't even know what that... I, I don't want to ruin it for you, but it's said, I swear to you. What does that mean, collateral You've got to see the movie. You've got to see the I movie. I don't know if I'm going to see this movie. Oh, please, it's so good. Is it? No. It looks terrible. It is. It's got Will Smith in it. Yes. And it's got Helen Mirren. Yes. And then, like, who else is in it? Like, Kiara Knightley? Yes, and her mouth. Uh, who else is in it? Um, uh, Edward Norton is in it? Edward Norton. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, and he has, like, one of those newish kind of, like, mohawky kind of deals that kids wear. Like that thing that looks like you, um... I'm trying to think how you describe it. Like a it. Travis Barker kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, like a, like it's like a punk hawk. Yes, yeah. But you, but it also has enough hair on it that you could probably do something to it to fit in. If you absolutely, yes, it's a safe mohawk. That's what we used to call it back in the day. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. And there's this other guy in it whose name I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, well, I I will not check that out. I I don't think you should. Ooh, but. Are you a fan of uh, The Man in the High Castle? I have not started watching it, no. I just started season two today. Okay. and uh, Again, I won't ruin it for you, but I'll, I'll give you a nutshell, okay? It's uh, basically the Nazis win World War II, and so now uh, America is run by these super right-wing racists. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's like, I, I don't know where these writers come up with these, these situations that could never actually happen in real life. Yeah, yeah, I it's uh it seems pretty uh pretty freaky. Pretty far fetched, right? Pretty far yeah. I saw uh when I was walking around the other day in uh New York City, they had a a a a, a billboard for it. Like a, str- Ooh, yeah. a street level billboard which basically features the Statue of Liberty doing like a Sieg Heil kind of well thing and provocative. Then, and I saw uh uh People getting their picture taken in front of it. Oh, that's good. That's, that's Which nice. I don't know if they thought... I don't know if it was a matter of them saying, like, let's get a picture of our 12-year-old daughter in front of the TV show we all like. Probably. Or if it's, let's get a picture of our 12-year-old daughter in front of this Nazi salute. Possibly. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. It's a it's a weird world, Rick. It it is it is. But I'm happy about one thing in particular today. What, what's that? The MC5 did not get uh, into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Why would you be happy about that? Well, they've had they've had no impact on on anything really on modern music. They've had nothing. Uh, nothing has been built upon the the work that they did. Mm-hmm. No one likes them. 
and they're pretty meaningless. Well, I would disagree with all of those things. Really? Yeah, I would. You, I think they're one of the most uh, influential bands, and they were uh, legends who did not. They didn't get chart success, but their impact is, is, is enormous. Huh. Well, speaking of chart success, Pearl Jam did get in. They did, yes. Yeah. Very exciting. For How do you feel about that? Oh, I think it's a thrill that they're uh, finally going to be honored for for everything they did for music, which was... Uh, and this was not their first their first round, was it? I think it might have been their first. Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah, I think that was an immediate shoe in. Okay, yeah. Um, I I think what they did for music was pretty much um, tie like a flannel shirt around the waist of of the Allman Brothers. I was also fog hat, but yeah, that's 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 true too. Yeah, because there's kind of there is kind of like that lazy jam rock vibe to them. It's like. When the, I remember when those first videos came out, I was just like, is that Richie Sambora? What's going on here? Why is this cool? Yeah, I, I look, if for, if they, they had that one huge album. Right. Then they had that, that second huge album. Right. Then they had that third album, which was less huge than the first right. two. Yeah. And then they released every concert that they ever did on CDs. Right. And then they fought with the Ticketmaster, right? And then I guess they. It, then we jump forward, and here we are. We are here, first yeah. round. Yeah, they earned it. They did. MC Five. Just in case didn't earn it. Just in case you wondered what it would be like to take rock music and and like, it's like if you're listening to like a record you love, but you kept putting your finger on the turntable every once in a while. Interesting. I've never thought slow, about that. To just slightly slow it down. Right, right, right. Hey, can you? I know you're kind of in in the in the industry on on some level. I'm hearing these rumblings that that Dave Marsh is lobbying to get each of the E Street members inducted individually. I heard. Year. I heard he thinks that it's really important. Right. That each member get in and be honored for their individual accomplishments. For rock music, I've heard that too. Okay, also, well, so it's 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 not just a tiny rumor that's been going around. It, it, it's uh, it sounds like it's true. No, I think, and I think it's I think it's crucial that it. I think happened. it is too. I think it's, it's crucial. Yeah, that we honor not not only that these people from the E Street Band get honored for being in the E Street Band, right? But that they also be honored for um, their individual. Uh, contributions to music like some of them played on bad out of hell true yeah. which needs to be needs to be honored absolutely yeah yeah one of them produced a steve forward album that needs that needs to be honored yep i agree, I agree. oh hang on let me get my dog was up over here what's that what's up but what are you doing what's up what's up my love what are you doing? Hi, Tom! Who are you? Who's this? What's up? Who is this? What's up? What's Oh, is your name What's Up? Yes! And you're a dog? Yes! How are you, boy? Okay. Um, I hope Westworld 
gets a Golden Globe because it's scary. You find Westworld scary. I do. But I also like Stranger Things, which was scary too. So you want some scary shows to get awards. I do. Master, ask Tom to do the impression. I'm not going to do that. Did he just say master? He did. He calls me master. He, he, he respects me. Okay. I think that's a that's a perfectly now, appropriate what, what, uh, what impression salutation. What impression are you looking? Did you want? Well, look. What's up? And I love when you do those impressions. We just we just love it. Okay. And to us, you're like the rich little of the Palm Pilot generation. Wait, say that again? You're like the rich little of the Palm Pilot generation, Tom. The rich little of the Palm... Okay, I didn't know I was a part of the Palm Pilot generation. Absolutely, yes. So, look, I've heard you do both of these separately, but I'd love to hear you do Tommy Chong and Joe Walsh debating who was a better band, the Dirt Bombs or the Gories. Joe Walsh and Tommy Chong... Yes arguing about whether the dirt bombs or the gories were better yes huh how would it go wow hmm hey how you doing i'm doing pretty good man so uh i was just listening to ultra gliding black man that's a good album yeah i like the Gorys. I know you be house rocking. They recorded it in a tin shed. Yeah, man, but the go- the Dirt Bombs got two drummers, man. Ultra Gliding Black covers. And then they did their album after <laughs> that, man. Which had uh, original songs on it, man. And the bubblegum, too. Two drummers, man. Not easy to do. I love it. I can't get enough. Oh. I'm sorry. No, I'm I just think it's the best. <clears throat> I apologize. That no, was... it's great. It's oh, great. Oh, but... I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you I liked it. I love it. Okay. Can I join in on the fun, please? Can you join in on what fun? I want to I wanna do imitation stuff with you. Okay. Yeah. Please. Let's hear it. All right. How about, um, what about we pick... Our favorite um, SCTV sketches, all right? Mm-hmm. And you, you be Joe Names because that's my favorite. And I'll be, um, um, you know, I do a pretty good quiet Phil Anselmo. Phil Anselmo from Pantera? Yes, yeah, and Down. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. We wouldn't yeah. want to miss Down also. Yeah. All right, so what are we going to do here, then? We're going to do... I'll be Joe Namath, and you be Phil Anselmo from Pantera. Yeah. And what are we doing? Debating our favorite SETV bits? Yeah, I'll start, okay? Okay. Hey, Joe, I don't know what you're into uh, when it comes to SCTV. You might, you might have to pod me up a little bit, because I told you it is quiet. I potted you up. I already potted Thank you, you. I'm not sure what your favorite SCTV sketch is, but I know that mine's half-wits. It's got Martin Short doing that great stuff. He's got that real crunch going on. 
What do you? What's your favorite? Well, uh, Phil, I just want to tell you that look, I'm a huge fan of uh, Martin Short on Half Wits as well. I enjoy uh, Lawrence Orbach is the character you're referencing, and uh, but I'm always a fan more of uh, everything from uh, when you think of uh, William B. Williams and the Bobby Bittman uh, when they were on the uh, Sammy Maudlin show. Especially when William uh, left the show because the demographics were not, uh, uh, they, they were saying that the audience didn't want to see William on the show anymore. So he went and did his own show. And I remember one joke on that was, uh, he, he told a monologue joke that bombed and someone in the audience yelled, what about Libya? Do you think that's funny? That's classic. That's classic humor. I love that one where uh, the same episode where uh, Marty Short comes out. I can't remember remember the character's name, but uh, he's the old uh, like Irving Cohen or something, and he sings that song, and he goes, Oh, William B., oh, William B., the fella sitting right next to me, and all that, 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 that's a bouncy C or something. I love that stuff. And then he said, uh, Roy... What the hell kind of name is Roy? We could do this all night, oh, right? All night. That could go all night. I love it. I oh, love it. That is so. That is so funny. <laughs> hey, this kind of slides right into my, my my whole reason for calling. Yeah, what's that, Rick? You do voice work, right? Uh huh. Like you've done some like bit. real some real stuff. A little bit, yeah, here and there, sure. Well, I have a really great opportunity for you. Okay. I would love to have you narrate my documentary. Your documentary? Yes. What what uh is your documentary about? Well, it's the story of a man who was arrested and jailed for a crime he's adamant he didn't commit. And we follow him from his arrest to his, you know, his his uh his imprisonment, and then to his eventual exoneration. Wow. Oh, that I, that sounds really interesting. Awesome. Well, you know, I hope this... I, I, I took a liberty. I, I, uh, I emailed you a page about five minutes ago. Um, I sent it to, to uh, tom.tildasharpling at thebesttildashow.net. Yes, that's it. Okay. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me check my email. Oh, here we go. Okay. All right. So you, what do you want me to just... I'd, I'd love for you just to read it, you know, like, how you see that, you know, serious, like like you yeah. see it in huh. well, this is a good crime documentaries this is a good or something, you know? Yeah, this is... All right. So this, uh, so just read this straight. Yeah. Yeah. Put some drama into it, though. It, okay. It's, you know, it's serious stuff. All right. As Rick felt the cold steel of the handcuffs click across his wrists... He knew that things had indeed changed for the worst. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. From this day onward, he would, not be, he would be known not 
as the man he had been his whole life. Once his head was lowered into the back of the police car and the door slammed, now Rick would be known to all as a suspect. Every one of his actions would be scrutinized, questioned, overanalyzed. People would speculate on his guilt. Those who knew him before this bloody crossroads would wonder if they had been deceived by a master trickster, a man who buried his bloodlust deep inside the skin of a normal person. Or perhaps he was an innocent man, accused of a crime he did not commit. Either way, Rick would now be forced to face the consequence of that fateful night for the remainder of his days. The red lights from the top of the squad car pierced the night, shattering what was until that point an evening like any other. And standing at the center of the spectacle was Rick, alone, imprisoned, about to face judge, jury, and perhaps even executioner. His fate was unknown. His future would be a circus of lawyers and courtrooms. Rick looked out the window as the police vehicle drove off into that fateful Newbridge night and wondered what lay in store for him. How's that? Oh, my God. As far as I'm concerned, you got the job if you want it. My uh, God. Oh, Oof. cool. Thanks. So the thing I just read, it was Rick, mm-hmm. right? And that's, a, it's a, I guess it's a, is it a, co- a coincidence? Uh, you're, you're Rick also. Right. And the guy in the copy I read there was Rick. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So that's a yeah, coincidence. Yeah, it's me, why? Oh, wait. That, so it's not a coincidence. It's me, yeah. Hold on, wait, that stuff, the movie that I'd be doing this for is about you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking to the star of Constructing a Killer. Why? Constructing a Killer. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now I get it. So this is now, it's, it's all making sense. So this is basically a, a, a ripoff of the Netflix series, uh, Making a Murderer, not const- <sighs> Constructing a Killer. How dare you? a rip off of making a murderer it's revenge upon making a murderer a revenge upon making a murderer yes yeah well I, I don't know what that means well see last week i went on a date with this flagrant hottie i met on that new dating app bridgeder have you heard of bridgeder i have not heard of bridgeder uh well i've not used it because i'm not on the market but it's a day it's what is it it's like an app that it's like a local app? Is that yeah, it is? yeah. It, it's like Tinder, but only for the Newbridge area. And, you know, they rank the ladies based on Skank Factor and the guys on the weirdest things that show up on their arrest record. Wow, okay. So that's... Yeah, like my bro Dell, he's, he's in the top ten because he was busted for felonious monk. What is felonious monk? Well, he stole a box of domesticated chipmunks from the pet pit out on Animal Avenue. Oh, so that's what a that's what felon that's what a the crime of felonious monk is. Sure is. Okay. Well, I guess. Uh, look, I'm not a lawyer, so I'm learning these things uh, along with everyone else. I'm here to learn. Yeah. A great man once said that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So look. Anyway, I was super into this broad, but all she could talk about all night was how she binge watched that show Making a Murderer two weeks before, uh-huh. and she's just talking about all these theories that there are about the guilt or the innocence of these people, you know, and, and to make matters worse, she really seemed bored with me, and, you know, she hasn't responded positively to my myriad text calls or workplace pop-ins. 
work. Okay, so you're. Look, I'm not even going to get into the fact that you're doing a workplace pop in on her. Fair enough. Uh huh. So basically, you know, I'm so in love slash obsessed with her that logic dictates that in order to win her love, I need to be arrested for and subsequently exonerated for the crime of murder in the first degree. All right, that I I don't even know what to make that this is just hold on i I gotta wrap my head around where where your head is at on this Hmm. all right walk walk me can you walk me through this rick okay all right listen up because i'm only going to lay this on your ass once all right that's a very strange way of saying that but that's how we talk in in my household okay well go ahead i want to hear this okay well uh, you know the first thing i need to do obviously is find out about a murder that's going to be committed okay well i gotta say right off the top that sounds like a first step that is completely insurmountable or is it tom if you've read any of the books about the Quinn City's organized crime, you know that the Colonelino family does all their business in that sub-debasement, sub-basement of this sleazy, flagrantly sketchy dive bar called Massa's Tavern. Have you heard of this place? I have, yes. Oof, that place is bad news. Uh-huh. I'll tell you, it's so messed up Yeah. that they have a known serial killer openly working there a known serial killer they do yeah the lisk is bartending at masses have you heard of this guy the lisk mike lisk because his name he he is a a bartender there Mm -hmm. and lisk also stands for long island serial killer Mm-hmm. Which is a guy or gu- out on Long Island who's mm-hmm. uh, all right. And look, I don't know. I don't think it's him, but it, I'm saying this. It might be. I don't know. I I very uh, yeah. Well yeah. So I'm right, actually so look, Rick. I'm gonna yeah. say I'm gonna say yeah. Also. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 So the other day. I got a part-time job as a bar back at Masses. Uh-huh. And my job, you know, is basically to go into that sub-basement every half hour when the Colonelinos are having their meetings. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, I, I go around, I take out the empty glasses, I empty the cigarette, you know, the ashtrays and things. And, you know, of course, I, I've got to act like I'm not paying attention to what they're saying. But I am. You know, I'm hoping I'm going to pick up on a small morsel about an upcoming slaying. Okay, all right. And, I mean, I assume they just get Mike to do all this icing because he's a, by all accounts, he's a pretty prolific killer. Mm-hmm. He's really, he's supposed to be great at it. Like, yeah. like really great at it and loves it. All right, at, at yeah. killing. So, so today, I did hear something about a murder being planned. Wait, you actually heard about a, a murder? Yes, yeah. Being planned? Yes. Yeah. So these Goombas, uh-huh. they're going on and on about how Gus Brennan is going to get iced this Saturday afternoon when he goes to the Newbridge Nanoplex to see Bad Santa 2. Okay. Yeah, I guess they were able to hack into his Fandango account. So you're not talking about Gus Brennan, the, the 
the legendary baseball player from the Newbridge Ratmen. The very same, yeah. 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 Seems old Gus was high on a cocktail of cocktails and that sick new drug, Anvil Radish. You heard about this thing? Makes I, you go crazy. I don't even want to know about Turns your, your brain gray. Okay. Gray errors, already gray. Uh-huh. Like black. Uh huh. Like yeah. an anvil. Yes, anvil radish. So anyway, Gus bets 50 large, $50,000 on the Yankees to win last Sunday's Giants Cowboys game. Wait, so what did he bet? He bet $50,000 that the Yankees would win. <laughs> the, he bet that a baseball team would win a football game. His brain is really gray. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they took his bet. They did, yes. Yeah, so he's obviously, you know, he's in big trouble on that. But on the bright side, he is going to win that bet that he has going about the Colonelino family killing him. All right, this I get. So he's gonna he's gonna he's losing the bet about the baseball team winning the football game. Yes, but he's going to win a bet that the Colonelino family. So he made a bet that the Colonelino family would kill him. Yes, and then he'll win that bet. Exactly, possibly the weirdest bet ever placed, right? Because he's betting it with them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, you know, so unfortunately, all the money that he's going to make on this, it, it, it's all going to go to the IRS because Gus is a Trump-level deadbeat when it comes to paying taxes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I got to say, I don't understand your role in this whole thing. <sighs> Come on. It's as plain as the dumb nose on your stupid face. Okay. I don't like that's not nice. But. All right, well, I'll fire down my genius plan on your ass right now, all right? All right, I'm ready. I want okay, so that. obviously I get arrested for this thing, all right? Okay. Okay. First, I make a, 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 I plan a beef seed with Gus. You know, like, a, like a, you know how you have a beef with something? With yeah. someone? Uh-huh. Like, a, you know, you're, you're not agreeing with them? Sure. That's a beef seed. You plant that seed? Okay. I plant a beef seed with Gus a day before the killing. I get into a minor altercation slash shoving match with him in public, a very public, like a mall or something. Okay. So people think there's a motive. Yeah. And I'm even going to yell, "Dead man tell no tales!" as I drive off. Okay. Secondly, I make sure I'm seen in the vicinity of the Nanoplex within an hour of the murder. All right. All right. Three, I, I leave tire and you know boot tracks at the scene of the crime that have to be matched with my. My shoes and my t- and my car. Four. I put a hot meatball sandwich on Gus's car hood just before he goes to the movies on Saturday, okay. and you know, of course, that's Gus's favorite dish. He loves it, and so the coroner, he's going to be able to pinpoint the time of Gus's death by the contents of his stomach, right? So they've got this time. All right. But then they're going to realize that at the exact time of the murder, I'm on videotape all the way across town, videotaped by a security camera, filling up my car at that pump and blow and blow. Have you heard about this place? What is it? It's, it's called Pump and Blow and Blow. It's that new gas station slash hairdresser slash brothel on Road Street. All right. Okay. I... I... I've passed by it. I didn't know yeah. that that's what it was. 
don't go in if you're married. That's that's my only advice. Don't go into pump and blow and blow. Yes. I won't. Okay. So a week after my arrest, they realized I was at the I was at this place, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't do it, so I'm sprung from the can. Okay. I sue the city of Newbridge for $130 million, and then Daddy is on Easy Street until this country is covered in hot lava in June of 2045. Until the... Oh, all right. Well, you're... I visions. Yeah, well, you're, it seems like your thing is kind of built around... hundred. So, first of all, $130 million. Yes, yeah. You're going to end up with. I, I have heard from reputable sources that former Mayor Ziegler socked away a lot of money. And that, well, you want that to be your money now? Yes. Okay, well, I, I think you might have your work cut out for you. See, can we just get into that phrase for a second? Like the phrase, I lucked out, I always think it means the opposite of what it means. I have my work cut out for me. Someone cut my work out, so it's easier. Oh, so you think of it as a you think of it as a positive thing, right? That someone cut your work out for you. Yeah, I know exactly what I have to do because somebody cut it out for me. Uh huh. I lucked out. That I never. thought I ran out of luck. There's no more luck in my luck cup. I never. I lucked out, Rick. I just got to say. Yes. I'm less focused on. The, the mechanics of cutting your work out. Okay. And I'm a, more, a little more caught up in how insane your plan is and how much can go wrong with this. Because, like, the way you just explained it, the whole plan hinges on the coroner pinpointing the time of the murder by the contents of Gus's stomach. So if anything goes wrong... Basically, your life is over. So, you know, how how on earth is all of this worth worth this plan? Tom, if you saw this chick's bod, you'd be demanding I go through with this. She's seriously fit. Oh, okay. No, you can't do this. She's serious. That's unsettling. But... Rick, you can't you can't go ahead with this plan. This Why? Is, this is a disaster in the making. And Why? I've been doing this show for a long time, and um, I can just tell you, over the years, I've heard s- different plans that have gone so far off target. By who? Like there was this guy in the band in this band, Mother Thirteen, who had planned this thing where he was cl- going to be the first band to play Mount Everest, and then. He called and he bragged and he told me, next show I'm going to call up and I'm going to be on top of the world and I'm going to be a legend. And then the next show he called up, he was in a hospital barely alive and most of the people had perished on this expedition. Huh. What else? uh, There's this guy, Philly Boy Roy, who calls and he was bragging to me one show about his label, Wawa Records, and he was guaranteeing me nothing could go wrong with this and that he had it all figured out and that it did. I was saying, you got to watch out. This doesn't sound great. It sounds very risky. And he said nothing was going to go wrong. Then a week later, he called up, and it was a disaster. 
And hmm. so I just feel like I've got a pretty good line on just people who are setting these impossible plans in motion and they think nothing they're they're so sure nothing can go wrong and then they call back and everything has gone wrong tom if i can lay down some some heinous truth on you i'm gonna lay it down right now it sounds like you got a lot of losers calling your show you know and and honestly i've got something they don't have you have something that okay i do i've got it Robert Blake had it. Casey Anthony had it. Williams, William Burroughs had it. Vince Neal had it. OJ had it, and he lost it. Okay, well, everybody you named got away with murder on your list there. Hey! Of who had it. Don't tar me with the same brush with which you tarred those animals. I'm not actually committing murder here. All right. all right, look, it's all going to make sense when you see the HBO documentary next year, all right? Uh-huh. Well, I can yeah. just say there's no way that this insanely stupid idea has uh, been picked up by HBO. Well, that's where you come in on this, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> so you make a call to Grant Pinkler or whoever runs that place, and you say that they got to pick up this amazing doc that you're co-producing. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen. That sounds... So I'm going to be co-producing this thing. You are co-producing it, yes. And I'm just going to call Grant Tinkler. Yeah. And tell him to pick the the thing up about the guy who put the su- the the meatball sub on the car of the guy from the Ratmen and was accused of murder but then got out. Yes, yeah, yeah. So dumb. No, it's not. It's great. It's, it's great. And, you know, legally you are co-producing this because we spoke about it over the phone. That's the law. Mm-hmm. I've done my research. Now you do yours. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know if that tracks in any court of law. The oh, it does. It a, does. Phone, a phone call? Yep, yep. Oh, hang on. Oh, crap. Hey, what? i got to get back to practice, okay? I- I'm going to call again soon to iron out all this stuff and touch base. All right? It's going to be great. And we are going to make millions of dollars, all right? We're going to make millions of dollars. We are, all right. Hang on, Ig. I'll, I'll be right there. Who? Ig. Iggy. Hang on, Iggy. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, um, I play drums in the new Iggy Pop Band. Okay. I forgot to mention this, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know this, Rick. This is new. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's me, it's Mike Watt, his birthday's today. It's Mike Watt's birthday, okay. Yep, Izzy Stradlin, you know, Ig and, and, and me. Uh-huh. Oh, no. What? He wants to start with Lust for Life. It's my weakest song. I just, I just, you know, that drum part that Hunt Sales came up with? Yeah. Deceptively hard, and Ig gets really mad if I don't do it right. Okay. All right, guys, hang on. All right, hang on. All right, here we go. All right. Drop my sticks. Iggy, no! No, Iggy! Oh, he's whipping me with his designer button-down shirt! No! Iggy, I'll call you next week! Okay. Wow. 
How about, jeez. Rick. You hear that, Mike? Another another case of hubris. You get it, right? Mike? Yeah, no, I, I heard you. Thanks again for listening to Best Show Bests. And I want to thank Martin DeGrell for supervising the episodes of Best Show Bests. And of course, much thanks to Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Martine Sellis, Brendan McDonald, AP Mike, of course, John Worcester, uh, who else? Uh, uh, Marsha Newmeyer, and uh, yeah, you, the Best Show listener. Thank you. And if you like this, check out the full show every Tuesday night from 9 p.m. to midnight at thebestshow.net and support the best show patreon.com slash the best show thanks so much for listening goodbye